You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown! You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's Victory Tuesday show is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for people like us who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. The Green Bay Packers take care of the Atlanta Falcons 30-16 despite being incredibly shorthanded. A slew of the Packers' best players did not play in this game, including Devontae Adams, who vented his frustration over not playing on Twitter on Monday in in a tweet that eventually he deleted. Kenny Clark also didn't play. Alan Lazard, of course, on IR with that core muscle injury. And none of it mattered. Aaron Rodgers, 27 of 33 for 327 and four touchdowns. A passer rating approaching 150. Say it with me. MVP frontrunner Aaron Rodgers. To put together a performance like this on national television, I don't care if it was the late game. I don't care if the Falcons go 0-16. I don't care that they might fire their coach in the next 24 hours. By the time you listen to this, Dan Quinn might be filing for unemployment. I don't care about any of that. For the Packers to go out and be as efficient as they were without Devontae Adams, without Alan Lazard, against any defense is incredibly impressive. Aaron Rodgers was 20 for 20. When targeting tight ends and running backs in this game, all four touchdowns going to those backs. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, just a ho-hum four for 45. I mean, didn't didn't really impact the game in a meaningful way. It seemed like it was going to be an all-systems-go performance for him, but they didn't need it to happen. Darius Shepard on the first couple drives makes a couple plays. This would have been a more uh, impressive performance But Green Bay got stopped at the one-yard line when Darius Shepard should have rolled into the end zone, should have gotten enough depth on a play call that was perfectly called and executed, except for the fact that he didn't get deep enough and, and score. Malik Taylor gets his first career catch on a fourth and two. Beautifully designed play. The Packers get man coverage against the Falcons. They fake a crossing route. Malik Taylor comes back out. And you've got a 20-yard gain to set up more points for Green Bay. This was a Packers offense that put up 30 points like it was nothing without either starting receiver. And it, it just all looked so easy for them. I mean, every drive, it looked like they were either going to score or could score. I mean, just look at the just look at the drives where they're actually trying to score points. 
They go seven plays, 73 yards, touchdown. Nine plays, 65 yards, they get stopped at the one-yard line. 11 plays, 75 yards, touchdown. Seven plays, 50-yard touchdown. Half's over. They're up 20-3. to All right, first drive of the second half, not a great one. Six plays, nine yards, punt. Then four plays, 51 touchdown, 10 plays, 45 field goal. It's 30 to 16 late in the game now. And by the time they get the ball again, after forcing the Falcons to turn it over on downs, they go six plays, 30 yards, and they they give it back. But we're talking about, you know, under two minutes with a two score lead. Anytime they wanted to move the ball, really, with, with one exception, they did it. They did it. And I know they didn't score from the one-yard line, but they moved the ball at will. And they've shown that they can do that. They can do that with anyone that they want on the field so long as Aaron Rodgers is on the field and so long as Matt LaFleur is calling plays. So long as those two things remain the same. This team is going to be fine against most teams that they played. The reason you keep Devontae Adams out, the reason you keep Kenny Clark out, is so that when you do play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a couple weeks, and when you do play the San Francisco 49ers in a couple weeks, and you play the Indianapolis Colts and some of these better teams where you can't just roll out of bed and, and score 30, and maybe you need more because your, your defense is banged up. You need those guys. You need those prime time performers. Although this was a game in prime time. You need those guys to be there. And so you have to be conservative with them. And we saw the other side of it with Julio Jones. He does this every week, it seems. The Falcons, they, they keep him limited. He plays. He never gets to be 100%. And so he ends up spending the whole year hurt. And that's what you don't want. You can't have Devontae Adams limited in practice all week and questionable on the injury report every week so that come Sunday you're like, mm, is he, is he going to play? Game time decision. I mean, how many Julio Jones fantasy owners, first of all, raise your hands. And and I know that it's been hard because he doesn't score touchdowns. <laughs> Every week, he's questionable. Every week, he's a game-time decision because they don't let him get healthy. And, and and obviously, he is so big, so strong, so fast that his body, I just don't think, can handle the horsepower. I just think that's the unfortunate reality of Julio Jones. And, and there have been athletes like this over the years where it's just like, yeah, there, there's just too much power in there that it can't hold. And I think, you know, Calvin Johnson was a little bit like that. You don't want to be in a position where that's what's happening with Devontae Adams. You don't want to be in a position where that's happening with Kenny Clark. So holding these guys out, when you have the offense that they do, when you can do this, when you can score 30 getting out of bed. Yeah, Devontae Adams is pissed. And and rightfully so. I don't think it's going to create any problems. But Devontae Adams wants to be out there. He wants to be playing. Of course he does. And you want a guy who wants that. You want the guy who says, you have to, you know, I have to be bleeding and dying by the by the roadside for me to not want to be out there. He says, I'm good to go. The doctors say, look, we, we want to be cautious with you. The Packers are playing this like they expect to be there 
at the end of the season. Like they're banking wins for a number one seed to get that only bye week that is now being awarded in an extended playoff scenario. We talked about this yesterday. The NFC is there for Green Bay. To me, they look like the best team right now. They look like the best team. I know that you look at by DVOA, uh, the, the Buccaneers are the best team. I have not been impressed by the Bucs in the ways that I have been impressed with Green Bay and, and seeing what this offense can do. You know, I, I think, you know, Tampa Bay is, I mean, whatever. We're going to have plenty of time to talk about Tampa Bay. I don't want to make this a, a conversation about Tampa. This Green Bay team is really good. And I, I, the, the things that tripped them up last year, you know, when they needed to score points, sometimes it was a bit of a struggle. When they when they would have someone who could take away a, a thing that they wanted to do, whether it was run or pass, they didn't always have the, the mojo to do it. And they didn't run the ball well against the Falcons in a game where I just thought they'd run all over this team. Aaron Jones did 15 carries, 71 yards, almost a five-yard per carry clip. But... You know, you take out Tim Boyle's <laughs> kneel down, it's 25 carries, it's 89 yards, and, you know, it's three and a half yards a carry. That's not what you want. That's not efficiency. Aaron Rodgers, meanwhile, on 33 attempts, he's averaging almost 10 yards an attempt. And you're getting this incredible production. Jamal Williams led the team in catches, you know, eight catches for 95 yards. Aaron Jones, five catches for 40 yards. Big Bob Tanyan, six catches, 98 yards, three touchdowns. His buddy George Kittle has never had a multi-touchdown game. Large Robert with three, the hat trick on Monday. They can get contributions from all over the place, and no matter how you want to play them, they have the answers. They have a plan for how you're going to attack them. And they say, okay, we have this counter that you're either not prepared for or incapable of defending because either the design is so great or Aaron Rodgers is just going to do it. Aaron Rodgers is just going to press to digitate and, and create something from nothing. And he doesn't, he hasn't really had to do that that much this year. And that's what you want, by the way. You don't want him to have to do that. You want the offense to be so good that the few times he does do it, it's great. But the rest of the time, things are just humming. That's what Patrick Mahomes is so incredible because that offense is so incredible and so well designed and so full of playmakers that he doesn't have to play outside structure very much. And then when he does, the defense is in such knots already that guys are scrambling and you can turn something into a touchdown. The, the, the Tanyan score, he falls down. Aaron Rodgers buys some time. He's wide open. It's a touchdown. Th- that's a little bit of luck, sure, but it's also predicated on play design and on Rodgers being able to understand more in year two where he needs to get to in his progressions, the rhythm of this offense, and then how teams are going to defend him. Where are the soft spots? Okay, maybe he wasn't looking at Tanyan to start. He goes down all of a sudden. Eyes are in the right spot. Last year, his eyes were not always in the right spot. His feet were not always in the right spots for where his eyes needed to be. He couldn't marry all of those things. And that affects accuracy. It affects decision-making. It affects all of those things. They have it now. 
they're in a position now where no matter what the defense is doing and no matter who's on the field for them, they can score 30 every week now. We're going to have a conversation. How can the other team get to 30 points? Because if they can't, they can't beat Green Bay. I said this in the New Orleans game. I said, I don't know how they, how do they get to 30? The Lions how, with no Kenny Galladay, how do they get to 30? The Falcons, how do they get to 30? And, you know, the Falcons had a path. They just weren't able to execute it. And I think we need to give the defense more credit than inevitably they will get for that. So let's do that right after this. Before we do it, though, I want to let you know about NFL Game Pass. If you want to watch this game, if you want to watch the condensed version, you want to watch the All-22, the only place you can do it is at NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays and see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all the action, all the football you can handle, all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place you can replay every game all season long. You'll also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film sessions. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephon Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to get your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. You're worried about the Packers injury report. I get it. But what happens when you wind up on the injury report? The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network is transforming the way healthcare is delivered to make it easier for you to connect with the best of academic medicine when and where you need it. But what exactly is academic medicine anyway? First, it's rare. There are only 120 academic medical centers in the country. The Freighter and MCW Network is one of only two in the state and the only one in eastern Wisconsin. Academic medicine makes possible leading-edge primary and specialty care, research to find innovative cures for complex diseases, and the education of the next generation of healthcare professionals. It's like having a two-time MVP quarterback under center. You know you're in good hands, and you might just see things you never thought possible. Freighter and MCW physicians have been part of many scientific discoveries of new ways to prevent and treat diseases. Still wondering what academic medicine offers you? Visit www.freighter.com academic. The Freighter and the Medical College of Wisconsin Health Network. This is what is possible. You know, last week we talked about this defense and the path forward for them. And we did it a little bit on Zao you doing. How you doing? And in the subsequent days about how this defense could improve. And my big takeaway was, well, the rest players just have to play better. The guys that we know are good or can be good need to be good. We saw glimpses of that start to solidify a little bit on Monday. Zedaria Smith led the team in tackles. He had three sacks, four tackles for loss, five QB hits. He affected the game. And he now is tied for the league league in sacks. I think sacks can be an overrated metric. This is the first time all year that he has consistently impacted the game. And I, I think last week, you know, he he made some plays. Obviously, the huge Taysom Hill fumble. He has played his way into, I don't want to say he's played his way into shape because I don't think he was out of shape. But he's playing his way into form. 
And that is going to happen in a season where you don't have preseason, you don't have training camp. The defenses are going to be behind. I thought, you know, Darnell Savage didn't play a perfect game, but he he did make a, a play behind the line of scrimmage, did get his hand on a pass. He looked a little bit more confident, was flying around, making some, some plays that way. We know what Jair Alexander is and what he can be. We saw Adrian Amos, a huge pass defense in the end zone. And you can say, oh, Matt Ryan should have put that ball out in front of Calvin Ridley. Well, guess what? He was running from the pass rush because Zadarius Smith lined up against a guard, couldn't be blocked. He gets in the backfield. Matt Ryan has to escape and has to make a throw across his body. You're not open if the quarterback can't get you the ball, even if you've won your matchup or you found a hole in the zone or whatever it is. And that was the situation. There you go, oh, well, Matt Ryan has to put the ball on him. Well, yeah, but there are like five quarterbacks in the league who can put the ball on him, rolling to their right across their body 30 yards down the field into a tight window. And, and Matt Ryan did it, by the way. And it would have been a touchdown if Adrian Amos hadn't gotten his hand right on the ball as it's hitting Calvin Ridley's hands in the end zone. Calvin Ridley took the collar in this game. Five targets, zero catches. Zero catches. Jair Alexander all over the field in in ways that we're just we just expect it at this point. We also saw more Raven Green. As that sub-package linebacker safety hybrid, eight tackles up there with Zadarius. He, too, had a sack in a TFL, and that is something that I think they're easing him back into. When Christian Kirksey gets back on the field, he, Raven Green, and Kamal Martin can really do some things as overhang defenders in this defense, and and then you have, a, then you have it. You have the formula because if Kevin King, you know, he, he was a little banged up, uh, we'll see where where the injury is coming out of the bye. But if you get Zadarius Smith playing like Zadarius Smith and Kenny Clark is good to go, practiced uh, in a limited fashion leading into this game, presumably was close because he was he was apparently close last week. You get those guys back playing the way that they're capable of playing. And now Savage and Amos are doing the thing. And Jair Alexander is doing what he's doing. Shannon Sullivan left this game with a concussion. You hope that's not a multi-week injury. Uh, you you just never know. We did. Head injuries can be fickle. You know, they had to put Josh Jackson out there. Will, Will Redmond was playing some slot corner. That's clearly not what you want. And in a game where, you know, the Packers are going to have to deal with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and and a slew of, of white receivers you've maybe never heard of, I called them Costco brand Julian Edelman unlocked on NFL on Monday. You know, you want your guys. This is a team that defensively, you know, you hold the Falcons. I know Julio only played a half. They've got a an all first round pick offensive line and and some good guys, not just the like, oh yeah, they're first round picks. No, some some good players. And Todd Gurley in the backfield is not totally completely washed. He's not a great player. But they still held Matt Ryan to 285 yards, no touchdowns. And, and this was a Falcons team that that has put up points against other teams. But they only managed 327 total yards, 4.8 yards per play. And the, the Packers defense didn't even force a turnover. Now they, they got some fourth down stops, and, and obviously that's great. But, you know, 
you hold Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan under 350 total yards, your defense is doing some things. There's no caveats on this one. There's no, oh, well, in the fourth quarter, they whatever. No, not really. I mean, they gave up 13 second half points, but they only gave up 16 total points. It's pretty hard to quibble with a defense that gives up 16 points when your team is scoring 30 points. You know, the the Packers scored 30 points on Monday and it brought their season scoring average down. Imagine that. (laughs) They scored 30 points and it brought their season scoring average down. That's how good this offense has been. They didn't need the passing game to be the rush offense in this in this contest. The Packers actually fit the run pretty well. They they won their battle in the trenches at the point of attack. They didn't get blown back. They didn't get moved off the ball. Dean Lowry made some plays. Kingsley Kiki was in the mix. Chris Barnes might be a real NFL linebacker. And if he doesn't dive in front of a, a brutally terrible Matt Ryan decision, Darnell Savage has an easy interception. He, he he made some nice plays, and I, I don't mean to, to say that to disparage him. Obviously, you want your linebackers in those situations undercutting balls and trying to make plays. He, did, he didn't know Darnell Savage was literally right behind him to make that play. This is a defense that, that can get better and I think has been quietly better than advertised, better than their DVOA suggests. And, I'm, and you know I'm someone that likes DVOA, but still, this, this defense played well on Monday night shorthanded. No Rashawn Gary, no Kenny Clark, no Christian Kirksey. That's three de facto starters. I mean, two real starters. One of them is a blue chip star player. And another is the guy who's been your best edge rusher to this point of the season. Zedarius came through. Imagine what this defense can be if you have Gary playing that way, Clark on the field, and then, you know, you you have this trio, plus whatever Preston Smith can get you. I mean, I think Preston is someone who benefited a lot from Kenny Clark and Zadarius playing so well last year, got a lot of single blocks. And, you know, teams with when with Kenny Clark off the field and Zadarius not playing quite as well and playing more inside too, you can send a running back and you can chip Preston. And and it's a little bit easier to mitigate those effects. I still think he'll be okay. I still think he's he's gonna play himself into form here. And as the stakes raise, I think the energy levels will also raise. This defense, you know, sort of secretly, sort of sneakily showed Monday night they're better than people expect, and they're banged up. And they did a lot of their their second-half stops. They were able to get, you know, without Kevin King, without Chandon Sullivan. And that's in addition to the injuries they already had because you had Zadarius Smith making plays, and, and guys like Savage, Amos, Shire, they're they're doing things to affect the opposing passing game. That's what you need, and that's what they're getting right now. And if you're not getting what you need when you need to go buy car parts, and it's something we all need to do, it, it can be a very stressful thing when you have to go to a store, especially right now, you got to put on the mask, you got to go have a conversation with someone that that may be condescending to you, that that may make you feel insecure. Maybe I'm projecting. It would make me feel insecure. RockAuto.com makes it easy. You go to their site. This is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. 
and they have an easy to navigate catalog with everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or whatever you're using day to day, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck just right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Go. You've heard me talk about Built Bar. I love Built Bar. If you've been listening to this show for more than three episodes, you know I love Built Bar. I think it's the best tasting protein bar on the market. It's the best tasting protein bar I've ever had. Well, why not get energy in a unique way with Built Go? Whether you want a mental or a physical wall to overcome, you're trying to break through that three o'clock issue that you have, or you want something to throw in your briefcase, your gym bag, to push through your workout, to get through the back nine Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Anyone who's ever had a pre-workout or these, these formulas that have a bunch of caffeine in them, when you're done, you can feel jittery. You can feel bad. That's not what Built Go is going to give you. It's like drinking a monster with a third of the caffeine and even better results with the focus and everything else that it brings you. They have three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, and chocolate mint. By the way, also better than a lot of those energy concoctions that you can buy. Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. It's fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast. It's easy on the stomach. And right now, go to BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED to get 30% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. One thing that I want to add as we wrap up here, uh, Josina Anderson, formerly of ESPN, reported that in addition to the meeting with the Seattle Seahawks that Damon Harrison has on Tuesday when you're listening to this, He has a meeting with the Green Bay Packers on Wednesday. This was initially reported. Ross Uglum over at Packer Report said, you know, the Packers had made um, a a very competitive offer, potentially the best offer on the market for snacks. And that he, as a a Texas guy, did not want to go somewhere that was that cold. His knees uh, didn't, you know, he'd rather play for Dallas or Houston or you know, one of these other opportunities, maybe in a warmer weather city, easier on his joints. Well, Packer and the Seahawks are really good, and he sees an opportunity to win a Super Bowl, I'm sure. So he's got these chances to go and, and play. Now, Snacks was not great last year, but if he's got something left in the tank and he can work himself into form by mid-October or even, even you know, Halloween, that's someone you can use for your stretch run. That's someone who can help you in the playoffs. That's someone that can give you depth on a defensive line. And and that's with Kenny Clark and Kingsley Kiki. All of a sudden, if you can throw someone like Damon Harrison in the mix, that makes your rotation that much better. So I don't want to get too caught up in in speculating about that. You know, we'll find out soon enough. My guess is he's gonna he's gonna sign here with one of these teams. It sounds like he wants to play. It wasn't at all clear that he actually wanted to play this year. 
maybe he's getting antsy or maybe he just, you know, sees, hey, I can go out and, and have a chance to win a Super Bowl. Why wouldn't I want to take that opportunity? It would be a, a cool thing to see in Green Bay. I think he would help Green Bay more than Seattle. And and just for the simple reason of Seattle's biggest problem defensively is they have no pass rush and they don't have a great secondary behind it. Green Bay has a pass rush and they have some talented secondary players. They don't have some consistent run defenders outside of Kenny Clark. So getting that would be a pretty big boon for this team and, and something that I think if if Snacks is, you know, 70% of, of what he was a year or two ago, then you have someone who's an improvement over Tyler Lancaster or whoever else you're going to throw out there, Billy Wynn, who's going to give you snaps. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow. Zhao you doing uh, as usual. And then Thursday is not a crossover show. I'm, I'm working on getting uh, another interview for that. So, uh, and, and then Friday, we will have a show that is going to be at our normal showtime. We'll, you will not have to wait until 5 o'clock. I will do a Periscope only, a bonus bi-week episode to answer your question. So the show will go up as normal Friday morning, uh, and then we'll we'll do a happy hour Periscope where you can ask me questions, and we'll just chat. We'll just, you know, we'll hang out. Pour a little bourbon and have some fun. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Locked on Packers.